0: You're listening to the After the Stork Podcast, Infant and Toddler Sleep with Megan Robert. This episode is one part of a three-part series for a stork story. Stork stories are going to be interviews I have with past clients so that you can get the perspective of a parent prior to, during, and after sleep training. This specific stork story is with Alyssa King, all about her son, Nolan.
1: I also think that the biggest takeaway, honestly, for me, as far as like sleep training and what came out of it was once he had the hang of it, if his sleep got interrupted, I knew that it was for a reason. Having a consistent, healthy sleeper helps in terms of figuring out those things a lot faster. And then you can intervene as needed for those things much faster than if they don't have great sleep anyway, I don't think I would have been able to pick up on those things as quickly.
0: Welcome to the After the Stork podcast, infant and toddler sleep with Megan Robert. That's me, creator and host. If you have an infant or toddler and sleep is a priority for your family, if you want to create healthy sleep habits and a strong and safe sleep foundation for your little one, if you desire a predictable schedule that permits time for things like self-care, date nights, and planned outings, if you need your bed back or want your child sleeping in their own sleep space and desire to follow safe sleep guidelines, if you crave an overall well-rested and thriving family, well, you've come to the right place. As an infant and toddler sleep consultant, I built this podcast to bring you all things infant and toddler sleep and sleep training so that you can have the confidence in making informed decisions that are best for your family when it comes to your child's sleep. Your child is worth it. Your family is worth it. And moms, dads, you are worth it. Now let's dive in. With, with the sleep training experience, do you recall, like, what kind of changes did you have to make in order to help Nolan with his sleep?
1: Yeah. So we, um, because we had done like some research beforehand, we tried to create a good sleep environment, but there were definitely some things that we were missing. Um, so we had the room like dark ish. Um, but I remember you saying like dark or like black, <laughs> <I> was, like, <laughs> Um, there's definitely still some light like leaking through and we do and still have to get creative. Like we moved to a new house since we've worked with you and we um, had to get creative on in terms of like what kind of blackout curtain situation we wanted to do. Cause I knew like it needs to be as dark as possible because that did help a lot. Um, he started to connect his sleep cycles and things a lot faster when it was really, really dark which can be hard, I think in our old house, because like I said, our house was built in 1948. So in that house, the windows were just like a little bit odd. And I remember having to tape, like put some painter's tape on (laughs) like the blackout curtains (laughs) to keep them closed, Um, but it worked. So I was like, at this point, whatever works, our house is gonna look a little weird anyway because we have a small child. So like, what's a little painter's tape on a blackout curtain? Um, So we did that until we could figure out something that worked a little bit better. And then we had, we still had his mobile hanging above his crib and we took that down because basically like what we didn't think about was the fact that like as soon as he can pull himself up, like that's a toy and he's gonna play with it and be super distracted and not sleep because that's just like stuffed animals hanging over his crib. So we took that down. Um, and then like probably would not have even put it on my registry had I known like, cause he, yeah, I mean, it was like soothing and it played music and things, but I think as far as sleep goes, there are other ways to do that. So we took that down and then we also changed his schedule. Um, So we were putting him, I think to bed, still fairly late for him. Um, So he actually ended up needing an earlier bedtime than what we were doing. I think we were doing like 7.30 or something like that after we had like done all the research and tried to change his schedule. And he actually needed to go to bed at like 6.45 or something like
0: that. I've got a question for you because this is common for people. When I told you about giving him an earlier bedtime and like the schedule adjustment, did you think I was crazy? Yes. Yes. Every okay. Yes. I just want to point that out, people. <laughs> it sounds crazy. I'm not gonna lie. I but was it like, works. you want
1: me to put him to bed at what time?
0: <laughs> As always, that's always one of the the biggest hurdles to get over with clients is like, please trust me. The schedule, the time they go to bed. It's gonna sound crazy, but it matters it matters. Right. I
1: was like, isn't he just going to wake up really early if we do that? I remember thinking that. And I also remember there was one time where we got tripped up because he for his cat nap, fell asleep for, I don't know if everyone knows what a cat nap is, but basically that's the nap that is like much shorter. And it happens like not right before bedtime, but like a few hours before bedtime. And, um, it's just to like make that stretch from the afternoon nap to bedtime. And he fell asleep kind of late for that nap and still asleep past five o'clock. And you were like, just leave him. He's down for the night. And I was like, What do you mean he's done for the night? You're like, just let him sleep. He he fell asleep late. It's past five o'clock. Just let him sleep. And he slept great. But I remember thinking, like, isn't that a little early? But he was so tired and he needed it. And he just like slept all the way through. And it didn't really have a negative effect on his like morning wake-up time or anything. And so I remember being like, Okay, Megan, like, I'll let him sleep, but are you sure? I'll let him um, sleep, but I doubt it's going to work. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work, but I'll do what you say. You haven't led me wrong so far. And so, yeah, I remember thinking like this early bedtime is crazy. But even now when his sleep starts to get thrown off, I still will revert back to, does he need an earlier bedtime?
0: But, um, but yeah, we
1: definitely changed bedtime. And I also started to um, not put a cap on his naps, basically. Um, so before I was sort of like, well, if he's still asleep, he must need the sleep i'm just gonna let him sleep or like wake him up if i absolutely have to and the schedule that we were on he was definitely sleeping too much for him um so that schedule that we created from the app and from the research and stuff that we were doing it definitely worked for some babies it just didn't work for him Um, i think we were putting him down at the wrong times and even like putting them down 15 minutes later can make a huge difference or 15 minutes earlier, depending on what it is that they need. Like that sounds like a very insignificant amount of time, but it made a huge difference for him in terms of how long he would sleep. So just making sure we figured out what that timing was. And then also that he wasn't sleeping for too long because then he wouldn't sleep at night. Um, So we definitely started putting caps on naps and figuring out like what the best time. So I think we put him down for his morning nap, um, like nine, somewhere around there. And for his afternoon nap around like noonish. And um, I think maybe noon or 1230 and eventually like we shifted those times even after we worked with you based on what we thought that he needed and if he slept well then we were like okay that's the new time (laughs) um and so we made that change for sure and then also just getting to talk with you i was still nursing when um we started working together so talking about when the feedings should happen especially at night was really helpful because he would always get up and cry around like midnight and i was like we just sort of like I don't know that he is waking up because he's hungry. I think he might just be just kind of like aware and like he's waking up around that time for some reason. Then he would wake up again at like three. And so I remember we had sort of figured out, I don't remember exactly why, but we figured out that basically at that 12 mark, like give him some time to try to fall back asleep. And then when he wakes up at like two, like one or two or um, after midnight, basically, go ahead and just get him up and feed him. And that worked really well because we basically were able to still feed him at night, get him the nutrition that he needed obviously we were working with our pediatrician too to make sure like he had the proper weight and that that amount of feedings worked for him and things like that Um, but he was definitely a healthy boy (laughs) he was eating enough and doing all that that one feeding a night at that point was what he needed and eventually he stopped waking at that um, earlier time and he would just sort of like he would still like wrestle around and like wake up a little bit but he would pretty much just put himself back to sleep and then wake up when he was really hungry and that was usually after midnight we would go ahead and feed him at that point um, and also just when to feed him around naps and stuff because the schedule that I was on was like really hard for me to maintain it was like double feed them right before a nap and like do this and like it was just a lot of like feed 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 and I was like I just feel like he doesn't need this many feedings Like this is a lot of like feedings for him and um he really didn't need that many and so just being able to like use some of my intuition but also just like when are good times to feed them before naps um, or before bed or things like that um, was super helpful just to like be able to work into the schedule so we definitely like switched that up a little bit and when we gave them solids because we had just started giving him solids i think when we started working with you so i remember saying like we're gonna start solids like the same week we're working with you um so we were able to work that into the schedule too and that was really helpful um And I basically just have modified that schedule as he started to grow. And he's still sort of doing some of the same things that he was doing back then. So yeah, it's been super helpful even now.
0: Uh, Would you say that you're like sleep, it's always evolving. So like you're constantly adjusting things, but it's like you have a better idea of what to adjust, when to adjust it.
1: Yeah. I'm not always a hundred percent sure what will help but I at least have like two or three things that I know I can try. Right. And that's really, really helpful. Um, and even just things like we have like a large dog. And I remember saying like, he has the noise machines in his room, but the dog is going up wooden stairs like constantly. And she's 75 pounds and not the quietest thing in the world. So I don't, and we can't really increase the volume in his room, what should we do? And so I think you had the advice of putting a sound machine like in the hallway. <laughs> that's like not in his room. It's not adding volume for him, but it's going to like drown out the giant dog running up the stairs. So that really helped too. <laughs> uh, so making changes like that. And then, yeah, I know that I always have two or three options and then being part of the Facebook group. If I've tried the things that I know and it's not working and it's a quick question, I can just say like, Hey, here's the basic issue. What has anybody else dealt with this? Or like, you'll jump on too, and answer questions. Like that's been really helpful just to not necessarily need a whole week of support, but for me to just say, I've tried the things that I could think of anything else. Like, should I be trying anything else? And usually that will help.
0: And uh, by the way, for anyone listening, the Facebook group she's referring to is uh, the Stork Village membership Facebook group. So for anyone who works with me, they have the option to um, join the Stork Village membership. It's exclusive for past clients because everyone in the group, value sleep. We know that everyone has been through some kind of background with me and they have the education in order to support one another. So uh, we started that last year and Alyssa was one of my first members. So it's been exciting. Yeah,
1: and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like when we moved houses, his sleep just sort of like at night specifically he was not having it and for naps like he would wake again after one sleep cycle and I was like oh no what is how old was he (laughs) how old was he when you guys moved? and um I remember reaching out he was he was about a year and a half okay yeah so about a year and a half when we moved and um I remember reaching out to the Facebook group and just being like we just moved his naps are falling apart he doesn't like he's waking up and telling us he's scared at night like what do we do that won't disturb his ability to sleep like i obviously need to help him out and i think i got the advice to just like try to keep it casual but also like tell him you'll come back and check on him until he falls asleep so just i think him knowing that he was in his crib but that mom would be back to like peek in the door every you know five minutes or so, um, helped him so much. And eventually like within about a week, he was back to just like, this is my new room. I guess I'll just sleep in here and everything's good. <laughs> so that was really good to see. Uh,
0: is there anything else about the Facebook group or the, the Stork village membership specifically that has helped you that you recall?
1: Um, I think just going back to that sort of like feeling isolated, thing topic that we were talking about earlier I think just knowing that I have that if I need it's still comforting honestly um I think that I also having you know worked with his sleep since he was four five months old I know that there are still sleep hurdles to come and I know that I'm going to continue to want that support as I move through that and so like being able to have access to ask you questions whether it's You know, when you have office hours or just hopping on the Facebook group to like ask other moms as well as you what they've done for those types of things. We just started potty training. So being able to talk to other moms who are going through that. I know there's another mom specifically who's like one step ahead of me as far as that goes. So I'm interested to see how that process goes for her. So just like knowing that there's somewhere I can go when I need that support or when I am feeling unsure, it just, makes me feel less alone and also um, more confident in my ability to navigate those things. Um, So anytime I'm able to to have that, I think is like a huge plus. And um, I think it's just been helpful even for really small questions. Like I need an extra large sleep sack. Where do I get them? Ready, go. (laughs) And I always get answers. So that's been probably a huge blessing just to be able to have like somewhere I know I can go.
0: Yeah, I wish I had done it sooner. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah, it's awesome. So good call.
0: <laughs> what did you learn through sleep training? Like about sleep uh for Chat or for Nolan, for yourself as an individual or as a parent, anything in particular, you know, other than the process of sleep training, obviously. Like what what exactly what did you take away from that?
1: Just being cognizant of sort of like always keeping them an, an eye, one eye on like what time it is um, is super helpful, like how they have to learn to like fall asleep, especially if they are struggling and every kid is different, whether it's learning to walk or any other skill that they learn, some kids will take to sleep maybe easier and um, some will struggle and our son struggled as far as like trying to figure out how to learn to sleep. So I think just being aware that like, yeah, he just, he has his own individual needs and he's going to, you know, you just kind of have to listen to him. I think that was like the first skill I ever really taught him. and I think that was like huge to just figure out like how you teach them new skills. <laughs> um, I also think that the biggest takeaway, honestly, for me, as far as like sleep training and what came out of it was once he had the hang of it, if his sleep got interrupted, I knew that it was for a reason. So it was either because his naps or something else needed to that also had to do with sleep, or it was that he was sick or he had teeth coming in or is because there's some change that we've made in our lives that has just maybe he's not sure about, or he's feeling anxious about, or he's going through a developmental leap. Um, and there are other things that are about to happen. Like he's going to start talking or he's going to start walking or he's going to start doing those kinds of things. So I think having a consistent, healthy sleeper helps in terms of figuring out those things a lot faster. And then you can intervene as needed for those things much faster than if they, don't have great sleep anyway, I don't think I would have been able to pick up on those things as quickly. So for me, it was huge because I was like, oh, he only napped for like 50 minutes today. I wonder what's going on. Um, And if that happens for multiple days, then I pretty much know, okay, we've got to look at what's going on with him. So that's been so, so, so helpful. Um, And also just for me, like, understanding like some of those things you can apply just for yourself and you know making sure you don't have too much screen time before bed or whatever the case may be but um yeah definitely as a mom it's helped me to just like identify what he needs a little yeah. bit easier yeah that's interesting
0: it you know talking with you and like other people it's i know how sleep training or sleep in general can help people but it's always great to hear like your perspective because it adds little things and i'm like I didn't even think to ever mention that to people, you know, to help them understand (laughs) how beneficial it can be.
1: Yeah. I mean, not only is your kid now in a good mood, but if they aren't, it helps you figure out why. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So what would you say to a parent who is on the fence about sleep training or hiring
1: someone like me? I would say if you're, yeah, if you're sort of feeling alone and you're just kind of taking your best crack at trying to help them sleep, um, this will definitely give you the confidence and help you feel less alone Um, but also it's definitely like tailored to you and to your family and to your child and if you can this is definitely like the quick not quickest but probably the best route that you can go just because it will help you quickly identify like what works best for your child it will get them on track Um, I would say like if you're not sure you're on the fence like take a look at the resources, listen to the podcast episodes, like make sure that you kind of give yourself the best shot at giving your child the best sleep, but also like just helping you as a parent feel like, you know, what it is that you want to do for them because consistency really is the most important thing. So whatever you need to do to feel like you can be consistent is the most important thing. So if you need someone to be there to say like, this we're on track, like they're making, like these are small wins, but like this slight change in sleep that maybe you didn't notice is actually a sign that they're getting there, um, that they're learning, that they're gonna, you know, do a little bit better. Um, If you feel like you're jumping on like mom groups all the time to be like, what do I do? (laughs) Um, You might, you know, wanna just think about reaching out to someone who has, you know, a certification and who is dedicating their time to this sort of thing. Because I think that it's, you know, sort of invaluable once you have the information, because even if you only hire a sleep consultant once, like I know, especially with Megan, like she gave me not only like the steps I needed to help with sleep at that particular stage in my son's life, but also what to expect in the future as far as sleep goes. And that really helped me because not only did I learn how sleep worked, how sleep was working for my son, but I also learned that in the future, there were still going to be hurdles, but that there were definitely ways that I could help him through that. And just knowing that I could help him through that was huge. Um, so yeah, just information and having someone to support you, if that's what you think you need, then definitely <laughs> go this route. I tried a lot of other routes and they didn't really work for me. Maybe they'll work for you, but I found that having yeah that consistent support um, and someone to teach me was just the best thing I've ever done, I think, as a mom.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Anything else you would say to a parent who is expecting, wanting to be proactive with sleep, and or struggling with their little one's sleep?
1: I remember when I was expecting, I was so excited to sign up for like all of the classes. (laughs) I took Every class I think that they offered at the hospital that was dear us. Um, And at the time it was in person classes, but um, now there's so many different online classes and things that you can take. And I remember sleep was just not one of the things so I took a class called um, like happiest baby on the block or something like that. And it came with like all of these methods that you could use, like calm your baby. I took a nursing class. I took a labor class. I took every class, CPR, first aid, all of those classes. And I think that this, like learning about sleep is just as important as all of those other classes. Um, but for some reason, like it just was not on my radar at all to do that. So I would say if you are expecting to just work this in with all of the other things that you're trying to learn how to do, um, like calm your baby down, like how nursing actually works. um, all of those things that are going to help you once they're here have, you know, a better idea of what to expect, because I think it just blows your mind. And it's like the most world-changing thing that can happen to you. And I think just as a new parent, there's so much that changes, um, that the more information you can have going in, the more confident you'll be, you'll still, needs help and support. But I think that, yeah, this is learning about sleep is just as important as all those other classes and things that you're going to take to prepare for your little one. So um, I wish that I would have done it sooner, um, but I'm glad that I know now.
0: Alyssa, thank you so much. Um, This has been such a pleasure. Is there anything else that you want to say before we go?
1: Um, just thanks for having me. And this was really great to be able to share, um, you know, my experience with other moms. I know I love sharing it with the friends that I have that are new moms and, um, I know that your resources and stuff have helped them. So, um, just excited to share it and yeah, just answer questions for any other moms who might be in the same boat.
0: Thanks, Alyssa. Cool. You're welcome. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. That was the last part of the three-part stork story series with Alyssa King, all about her son, Nolan. If you are someone struggling with your child's sleep, wanting to make a change, or you are someone who wants to be proactive with your child's sleep, whether you are expecting, have a newborn, or are about to go through some kind of sleep transition, check out what working with someone like me entails. You can get a copy of my document, What Does Working With a Child Sleep Consultant Entail at afterthestorksleep.com, forward slash what is entailed. A link will also be included in the show notes. And if you are a past client of mine, and you're willing to join me on the podcast to share your Stork story, then shoot me an email or a text and we will schedule a time for an interview. You know how to reach me.